Welcome to the Badass in Business Show, the show where we help you with your inner game and your outer game and show you how to own your inner badass as well as share strategies to help you be badass in your business. In other words, get badassified. I'm Annette Piper, your host, and I'm thrilled today because we have Perry Kinder in the house. And I met Perry through a local women's networking group here in Salt Lake, and she's part of my Badass Business Builders Mastermind group on Facebook. And Perry is a life coach, yoga and meditation instructor, and a humor columnist, winning several awards for her life and laughter column from the Society of Professional Journalists and the Utah Press Association. She's the owner of Life and Laughter Coaching, where she works with successful people or groups who are looking for a way to reconnect with their joy or just work better as teams. Welcome to the show, Perry. Hey, thank you, Annette. I appreciate you having me on today. This is really exciting. Well, and I'm excited to have you on and learn more about what it is that you do. So tell us a little bit more about yourself beyond your bio, about yourself and your business. Just give us a little rundown. Okay. Um, I started writing a humor column in 2003, and it was just a monthly column that got picked up by a local community newspaper, and it really gained a lot of traction. And like I said, I've been doing it for 15 years now, and I've talked to a lot of people about how much a humor column means to them. And I think about me growing up, you know, watching Carol Burnett and reading Irma Bombeck and watching my mom laugh and seeing how much joy that brought her. I wanted to do the same thing for other people, so writing my humor column about my family. I've got four kids and grandkids and a crazy dog and a husband, and everybody has some kind of funny life story they like to share. And so I really got into writing my humor column and my humor blog, and it made me think about how we can turn those joyful practices into a business, which is what I did. I started in January. I created Life and Laughter Coaching, which helps people reconnect to their joy, especially successful people. They seem to be so focused on the end game that they forget to live in the present moment, and my coaching helps them bring that out and remember why why they want to be successful and, and what brings them joy. And I love that you say that, that people focus on that end game and they lose that, that present moment and the joy and the excitement and the passion that they, the, you know, in, uh, inspired them to get in business in the first place. And they get focused on, you know, the goal, the end game, the money, the, you know, getting clients, getting right. leads, and they forget that joy. So I love that you're yeah. doing that. That's so wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, they just forget how to be happy, and it's a practice. You know, once you practice trying to be happy, you find that your life becomes much more joyful, which is why I I do a lot of improv work with people to help them get into that practice of of being in the moment and living in the moment. And I love the idea of improv. I mean, I love watching improv comedy. Uh, it, It just is so freaking funny. But how can <laughs> learning those improv techniques make you a better business leader, which all business owners are business leaders? Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's funny because even if you're a solo entrepreneur or if you have a whole team of people, practicing improvisation helps you change the focus of how you see things. It gives you a different perspective of of ideas coming in and your own creativity 
And one of the biggest things about improvisation is it helps you be a better leader because you stop thinking about yourself. It stops being a game about me or I and starts becoming an interaction with a team, whether it's people, your customers, your clients, your fellow employees, people you do business with, your accountant, whoever that is, you start interacting as an ensemble instead of individual people working together. And once you create that ensemble, then you get a diverse, a diverse, a diverse section of ideas, and you play on each other's strengths, and you learn how to give and take with each other, and you learn how to surrender to the, to the best idea, that your idea doesn't always have to be the, the idea that you go with, and learning how to let go of that kind of that possession that we have where we think our idea is the only right one, so we can't see anything else beyond that vision. So give us a little example of what you mean by learning an improv technique. Uh, what does that look like for, uh, say, someone that they're, um, you know, they're a solopreneur and they're trying to work with their customers a little bit better? What would be an, an example of an improv technique? Sure. And the basis of all improv is called the yes and technique, meaning you say yes and then you build on it. And I like to call it the agree and build. And so in an, improv, in, in an improv exercise, you would have somebody come out and say, you know, look at the beautiful stars. This is amazing and a beautiful night. And the next person takes that idea. They agree with you. Yeah, these are beautiful stars. I never thought I would see the moon from Saturn. And they take it and they, and they run with it. And they just agree with you and they go. Whereas a person who is going to shoot down your idea you know, these are beautiful stars, and the person says, you know, I, I don't see any stars. The idea stops right there. And we all know those people who will take your idea and just smack it down immediately. So learning how to do the yes and, the agree and build, opens up so many more dimensions to what you can do create creatively. When you take somebody's idea and run with it, and maybe it doesn't work out. Maybe it, it completely flops, but maybe it does work and you come into this whole new idea of, of, of way of looking at things and presenting things that you hadn't ever thought of before. So learning how to do the yes and exercise, where someone gives you a line, you agree with it and build on that, and they agree with that and build on what you say, and you create a whole sketch. It's not about being funny or even quick-witted. It's about making the other person look good, and that's the hardest part of improv is letting go of your own ego, and the same thing with leadership. And I really like that, uh, yes, and, uh, you know, that's a technique that we, uh, you know, I'm a master NLP practitioner, and that's something that we learned in NLP is, you know, when you when you say yes, and, or you, uh, you know, you build on top of something instead of saying but, because when you say but, you just kind of devalued the first part of whatever that conversation was. And so by using and, you can uh, add to it. You can, um, you can, you know, maybe add a little bit of com- opposing uh, idea without devaluing the the other person's idea. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. And have you ever thought about this instead of yes, but this might be a better way to do it, which just totally shot them down. Where exactly. yes, and and have you thought about this? It just it adds to the conversation. I love that. I love that. Yeah, and 
And you see that all the time. You're in meetings with somebody, and they have this great idea they're so excited about, and you have that one person, that one person who always shoots everything down. They always pick at it and nitpick at it until it until it's just the energy is sucked out of the whole idea, and nobody's happy with it anymore. And learning exactly. how not to do that is very, very important to succeeding in whatever you're going to do. Well, and I think a lot of that is just, you know, habits that we learned – they're just unconscious habits we learned when we were growing up, and we've never uh, realized that that's really not a, a healthy strategy to use as a business leader or even as a person when you're interacting with your kids or your family. Sure. Uh, so that that whole strategy, learning to use that yes and, is beautiful no matter no matter where where you're at or what situation you're using that in. Right. You never know where you're going to end up with that. You know, another thing about improvisation is it helps teams create a safe place to fail. And we don't have a lot of those in our society right now. Everything's very goal-oriented and ends result, and failure is looked at as um, something that you don't want to be involved with. But when you create a safe place to fail like in an improvisation class, because you're going to fail. If you're in an improv class, things don't always work out right. You get to the end of the story and say, well, that didn't work at all. That didn't make any sense at all. But it's okay because you've all played on each other's strengths. You've worked an idea through the end, and it didn't work. So when you take that idea into a, a, a work meeting and you give everybody the, the chance to speak their mind without judgment, without shooting things down, without even brainstorming, because some people hate brainstorming, you just bring your ideas to the table that you already have created, and let's work through these, and nothing's off the table right now. You know, I I talked to Les Pardue. He's the owner of the Mystery Escape Room, and he's watched hundreds and hundreds of groups go through his Mystery Escape Room, and he's done a lot of really interesting leadership studies about that, because you have to work as a team to get out of the room. One person can't do it all. You have to be worked together. And the, the funny thing he says is that, that work teams, when coworkers come in together, they perform the absolute worst. Out of all the people that come in, coworkers perform worst. Families perform, perform second worst, and strangers perform the best. When you don't know anybody in the group, you perform the best. And he says it's because that when you're with your coworkers, you don't want to look stupid. You don't want to throw out an idea that could be totally off base, that could be totally wrong, and look totally invalued in front of your coworkers. You don't want to be the stupid person. And so people don't say anything. They don't throw out ideas. They don't brainstorm things. They don't work through things. And their team fails because nobody's throwing out any ideas. So the idea that everybody isn't afraid to throw in their ideas and to suggest something that might fail is such a healthy environment for growth. And we, we don't do that nearly enough as leaders and business leaders. Wow, that is like a fantastic uh, analysis of what happens. Um, And so I like that whole idea of creating that safe environment for people to fail. Yes, there's that quote out there, failure is not an option. Well, it is because (laughs) life is full of failures. And, you know, we like to look at, you know, when I talk to people, I like to teach them that failure is, really not failure it's just feedback that maybe you took a wrong turn or on the wrong track but um it i don't know it just uh 
allows you to fail faster, I think, too, and then you can get on to the next idea. That's a good point, yeah. Get get the failure out of the way. (laughs) Exactly. Learn from it. You know, when you're talking about that improv process and you get to the end and nothing worked, well, I bet you there were some ideas in there that you could go, oh, but if we take this now and build on top of this, maybe that didn't lead us to the end, but maybe if we go this direction, it'll get us the results that we want, so... Love, love, love that. Sure. So what was the inspiration behind you creating a business that teaches improv and laughter and happiness? I know you touched a little bit on that, but give us more. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched the news <laughs> recently. Um, oh. The world is really is really angry and really frustrated right now. And I think that level of anger and frustration has been blown out of proportion and we forget that things are really, really good. We forget that we have so much. We forget that we have joy. We forget that we can connect. We forget that we can each other. And it's so important to remember that. And I think what really clicked it for me is I had a, I had a really tough year in 2017. I was very angry a lot. And it got to the point where I had to, I had to get over it. Like, either get over it or, or, or go somewhere else because no one wanted to be around me anymore. And it was laughter that brought me back to who I, who I am. And it was laughter that made me reconnect to myself. And I think that taking those concepts and, and including those into a business coaching platform, helping people remember, you know what, I have it pretty good. I'm a very happy person. I have a great family or I have a great support system or I have a great talent Reminding us that things, the things on the news are, are not reality. Things on the news are, are news. They're exceptions to the rule. And happiness is, is everywhere. That's beautiful. I really like that. And you also, uh, I know, teach mindfulness as well. Uh, you yes. know, yoga, meditation, mindfulness. How does that work with the improv process because the improv process seems like it's a very active process and mindfulness you know we tend to think about you know quieting our minds being in the present moment so how do those work together you know it's funny they work together so well because you have to be mindful to do improvisation you have to be in the moment and the most important part about that is you have to be able to listen you have to be actively listening to the people in your group we have a practice where we we tell we go we pair off in groups and the first person begins a story and the second person has to take the last word of that sentence and add on to that story and the next person has to add, take the last word and add on to the story so they have to be listening to what they're saying listening for that last word and then being able to make a sentence revolves around that next and it's it's so funny cuz we don't listen to each other we we hear in our minds what we're going to say next or what we should have said, or how stupid that sounded, why did I say that? And so you're missing the whole conversation. Your conversation's in your head. And that's not, that's not a conversation, that's a monologue. So learning how to have a conversation with people, actively listening, being in the moment when that person is speaking, is a skill that can take you not just in improv, but anywhere. Learning how to actively listen to your family, to your boss, to your employees, to your customers, that's such a valuable thing to, and it's such a valuable skill to learn because it's a basic skill and most people don't know how to do it. 
Right, right, because we're not taught that. We're not taught how to listen. And I, wow, that's that's incredible. Yeah, listening is a muscle. Put those two together. (laughs) (laughs) Listening is a muscle, and, and like any muscle, it can it can grow. It can be practiced. Happiness is a muscle. Once you keep practicing it, you become happier. You become a better listener. You become more happy with your circumstances. We, everything is just a practice, like yoga, like mindfulness. Absolutely. So I know you you have just started your business, but you have been in the business world for a while, um, working uh, within other companies and uh, doing your writing and your blog. What's been your biggest business challenge, and how did you overcome that? Um. My biggest challenge was getting over my lack of self-confidence. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom for years and years and years, and entering the business world was a whole different animal for me, and I was absolutely terrified. And I went in with the idea that I was going to fail, that I was going to be unsuccessful. And when you go in with that attitude, chances are it's going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy because that's where your mind is. And so learning how to to trust in the skills that I have, learning how to trust in the abilities that I have that might not be the same as yours, that might not be the same as the other person next to me because we all have different skills, but learning what my skills are, what my skill sets, what my strengths are, and embracing that and running with that. And I've learned so much about myself when I, when I had that kind of attitude. Like, you know what, I don't know everything, but this is what I do know. And I can learn this if I need to, and I can learn that from you. And together we build this great connection of interaction. And that has been the best thing I've learned since becoming in, since entering the business world is that we can't do it alone, that you go in with the idea of being the successful leader. But a successful leader only creates more leaders, which is what you want to do. You don't need to create followers. You want to be a person that, that makes people better, that makes person find, people find their own strengths and their own greatness. And that's been the the greatest lesson that I've learned being a business leader. Exactly. And, you know, one thing I always uh, say when it comes to starting a business is that it's the biggest personal development project you'll ever undertake <laughs> because it will mirror true. everywhere that you're afraid, everywhere that you <laughs> lack courage, every every spot that you have low confidence. It's It's going to mirror that back to you. And you either grow or you get out of that and go back to what you were doing before because it, it does. Exactly. It just it, it um, really forces you to grow. Being yeah, a it's, owner. it's very eye-opening. You have to let go of ego a lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so when it comes to um, growing a business or you know, getting customers or working more effectively with your customers, what advice would you give to other entrepreneurs? Um, I would say, first of all, incorporate the yes and idea. If someone offers you something to do, try it out. You don't know what's going what's gonna to happen or what's going to come of that, especially when you're new in business and you know, there's so many directions your business can go, you know, trying different things, talking to different people, getting different ideas. Um, that's huge. Um, and second, embrace your strengths. Embrace who you are. There's no other person on the world that has the talent and the strengths that you have, and you're bringing this gift to the world and and finding the confidence to do that. You know, it's 
it's so fun to watch people grow into their potential. It's it's life changing and it's just it's phenomenal. Very cool. And so where can our listeners learn more about you and your company? Um, I have a website. It's L and L Coaching for Life and Laughter Coaching. And they can find me on Facebook under Perry Kinder or Life and Laughter Coaching. I'm on Twitter. I have a blog, perrykinder.com. So I'm kind of just everywhere. So if they Google me, they can probably find something. Um, and they can always just call me um, or email me. My information is on my website, and I'd love to talk to people and get ideas and, and learn new things all the time. Well, great, great. It, it's been awesome having you on the Badass in Business show, Perry. And Perry's so info fun, and you bet. And Perry's info and link will be in the podcast notes. Remember to share the podcast with other badass business owners. And you can also find me at AnnettePiper.com. And remember to spell Piper P-I-E, just like the yummy dessert. Thanks for listening today, everyone, and go out and make it a badass day. Namaste. Namaste.